And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast that comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because I keep forgetting where to put my damned microphone. You'd think after all this time I'd actually remember where the hell it's supposed to be. I forgot it's supposed to be like right next to my face. Otherwise, it doesn't pick up correctly. You, should, you can try it out for yourselves one of these days. It's it. There, there's a reason why there are pop filters and such on, on these things. Bartless's follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I am your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. At the moment, only one joining me right now from the frozen capital of the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget Fitch. Hi. Hi, it's not really freezing right now. Oh, you got lucky. Uh, believe it or not. We're having storms, though. <laughs> uh, see, the reason why I mentioned about this is because for those of you that have not followed me for whatever reason or don't pay attention to it, the weather in the Buffalo market this week has been... Rather balmy? Up and down is probably the nicest way to put it. We were okay, and then we were kind of, you know, eight. 10 Celsius, and then all of a sudden we got uh, we got hit with a nice dusting of snow, a little bit more than a dusting, but, you know, dusting nonetheless. And it stayed for a couple of days, and then, oh, look at that. It's all nice and wet again. Brilliant. Yeah, it's it's 18 here now, but, you know, it was pushing 23, 24. Yeah. And then it got eh, hard freeze, and now it's about, se yeah, seasonable. Yeah. Yeah, and, and me, I'm just looking at stuff and I'm just like, hmm, is it time for me to go ahead and put the plants on the porch? I'm going to go with no. I'm, 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 I'm going to go with no. I I think for us, I think it's safe to put our plants back out on the porch now. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. I don't, I don't think we've got any freeze warnings, at least for my area, anytime soon. So that's good. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. In any case, hi, everybody. Yeah, it is just the two of us at the moment. Uh, I don't know what's going to be happening with everybody else, except I did get word from Unrenault Tech. He is not going to be able to be with us tonight, which is a little unfortunate. Uh, let me finish the introductions for everybody. If you join us live, of course, while we're recording... You're going to have to wait a little bit. I'll explain. But when we are recording live over on YouTube, you can join us over in the chat. Stephanie, good morning. Good to see you. And Felis, hi. Good to see you both, too. Yeah, so as a as a quick reminder, for those of you that, for whatever reason, didn't, didn't know about it already, I've kind of decided that uh, I'm going to take a little bit of time off, which means that the uh, for the month of May, I'm actually taking completely off from all of the online entertainment that I otherwise normally do, normally do, which means DJ sets that I would normally do are, I'm, I'm not doing any of them. Uh, HCTV is going to be suspended temporarily for the month of May. Um, I may try to put out a video for my, um, my little pony channel. Don't ask, but it it'll it'll show up in the horrible scopes as to what I might do because I I, I discovered something and I, I don't know if I'm right or not but be that as it may but uh, yeah for those of you that have been with me long enough 
you know for well I don't like to not do because I always feel like I've got some kind of a responsibility. You know, the the whole Spider-Man thing, because, you know, giving entertainment to folks, you know, it's in some fashion. I mean, that's kind of important to me. And over the last couple of years has been like super important for me to be able to do that. So for me to take any time off is usually really, really surprising. Uh, never mind the fact that Friday night shows in Second Life, I like never, unless I'm out of town or like got a power outage, you know, I, I'm always doing it. And even that, I'm I'm just wiping clean. May is a bad month for me because the 22nd is the day that my wife passed. So May has always been a really tough one for me. I'm just... I need to do for me because I'm finally realizing that ever since my wife passed or even before it, I should say, I have been working really, really hard for everybody else. And I have not done basically very much of anything for me. I try. I try. It doesn't exactly work out. But so this year, I'm just, I've just decided to take this month off. It is what it is. So, uh, plus I've got computer stuff that I have to deal with. That's right. I didn't tell you about that. Uh, Bridget, you, uh, you're old enough. You you remember windows three, one, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my computer, my primary boot computer, this computer boots dual, uh, windows 10, which is what it's doing now off of an SSD, which I mean, it pops up really quickly. I give it credit for that. But the main boot system is Ubuntu Linux. Uh, 18.04 dot whatever the hell number it is, which means that it's the version of Ubuntu that was, was released 2018 April. And major releases come out like every two years. So I'm kind of behind the ball, you might say, for like updated versions. Yeah. And my Ubuntu system is actually taking longer than 3.1 ever did to boot up, which means it's... Ooh, that's painful. Yeah, it's it. It's a spinny hard drive. Uh, I'm going to be replacing it with a, uh, with a SSD. I've had this little SSD over here for a while now. And I mean, 500 gigs should be more than enough for me to be able to, you know, get everything on there that I need. And I've still got another uh, two gig drive for, you know, local storage. I don't think that I really need it, but at the same time, it's probably a good idea for me to have it just in case I can always drop it in or not as the case may be. So eh, whatever. Yeah. Get as much storage as you, as you can get. Yeah. Well, don't forget, you know, I, I've still got the, uh, I've still got uh, hexadecimal in the basement. I got, I got yeah. plenty of storage in there right at the moment. Uh, as far as to drinky tonight, I have, I made a trip to, <laughs> okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get away with this one. I did a little bit of shopping this, this week. Cause I got out of the house for a little bit and believe it or not, I went over to the dollar general store nearby and, um, I picked up some things. I did not pick up what I was looking for, which was to find out. Do they have personal lubricant? 
no, no, not not really. No, that's perfectly <laughs> fine. But I found a product of Mexico, Haritos. In this particular Ooh. case, I have pineapple soda. <gasps> Ooh, I would like that. I might. Uh, what I got was, uh, like I said, I got this. Uh, there was mm-hmm. another one where it was uh, apple soda, uh, orange creamsicle soda, and sangria flavored soda, non-alcoholic. Sangria soda, that's... I don't know about that one. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I like sangria in general, but as a soda, you know I what? don't I've, know. I've, I've never had sangria. I it's really know, sweet. Yeah, I, I know my dad used to do like uh, red wine and put like peach slices in the thing and just let it soak and, and sip off of that. Uh, mm-hmm. But then again, you know, the hell do I know? Yeah, it's really, really sweet. I mean, extremely sweet. Um, but just a PSA to anybody out there who has kids, you know, if if you happen to get like, you know, the old school metal orthodontics, okay, don't drink sangria with those. Why? Uh, because it reacts with the metal in there and the glue that they put them on with will turn green. That's not a good thing. No. So if you're, yeah. So if you're under age and drinking alcoholic beverages and you happen to have braces, don't drink sangria. Just don't do it. Yeah. How about if you're under, if you're under legal age, probably just don't, don't drink alcohol. Probably a good idea. Well, yeah, but kids do stuff like that. You know, you know, I'm just, I know. I grew up Just in the seventies too. When you know, hey, we f- we finished this deck. Let's go ahead. Uh, you want a Paps too? Sure, kid. Here you go. Just, I mean, sorry. I didn't get busted. I mean, it was given to me. Um, you know, because my you know aunt was ever visiting, and we were playing. I don't remember if it was Rook or what. And I was like sixteen or seventeen and drinking. Yeah, some sangria because I mean they gave it to me, but yeah, the the adhesive where my brackets were attached to my teeth turned green. Well, there you go. It was interesting. <laughs> That's not bad. That is not bad at all. I bet I would like that. I, I like yep. pineapple anyway. Oh, I love pineapple. Um, I am having this is I found the name brand of it. It's Culinaria, but it's an Italian soda. Hmm. And it's lemon. Oh, to, mm. okay. There's a, if if it's what I think it is, there is a family story about that that I'm not going to go into. <laughs> okay. Just just trust me when I say that there is a family. If it's the one I'm thinking of, there is a family story that we will not discuss. Okay. Just 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 I I know I'm vague <laughs> booking here just a little bit, but trust me when I say. It's funny as hell, but yeah, just talking okay. about it would be mean spirited. Um, Phyllis asking, uh, Vaseline? Uh, no, no, I needed something that was water soluble, water based, mm. and yeah, there's 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 reasons. Probably not for the reasons that it, I'm, I'm actually can pretty well guarantee is it's not for the reasons that anybody's thinking of. So don't even. Don't even worry about that. Uh, although one of these days, I would love to get myself a, 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 
uh, a container of methyl cellulose to play with. Most people don't know what that is, but um, trust me when I say uh, it would be funky as hell. Uh, if if you ask really nicely, maybe I'll explain later. Probably not, but <laughs> I, I I might. I might. Anyway, before I go looking into uh, all the stuff that we've got, excuse me, uh, I did go look at for Rafe Badawi. We do not at this point have any pictures or video or anything of him as yet. Again, not unexpected, just annoying. So as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been one month, 20 days since he was released from prison and we still don't have any pictures or video or anything of him. We're hoping that that changes quicker than, you know, the 10 years, but we'll see. Anyway, how about I get the, uh, uh, get the five minute freestyle out of the way. We'll get the horrible scopes and, um, and, and then we'll talk, we'll, we'll kind of chat up because if we don't end up with anybody, it's going to be one of those nights where it's a little uh, bit of kibitz and, and, and we'll kind of work it from there and see where it takes us. Okay. All right. So with that in mind, with uh, five minutes on the clock, your five minutes starts now. Breakdown. Now, there, there are a couple of things, of course, and, and you know full well, whenever I put one of these words down here, there's always extra pieces that go along with it. Break down, well, let me, let me break down what goes into the show, or in particular, what doesn't end up going into the show. I don't end up inviting people that I, let's say, communicate with online discuss matters with potentially troll theists with and and invite them to watch the show i really probably should do that but you know i'm really bad at self-promotion so you know i'm not that guy even while i'm being that guy in any case i have been dealing with the story from what was it last week the satanic temple's uh, push to get the after-school Satan clubs. And there, there are people who are just absolutely rock solid. I don't understand why you say that you don't worship Satan when you use the name Satan in the name of your group. And it's just like, dude, he's a mascot. What part of he's a mascot do you miss? I have to try to explain to these people over and over again. Satan is a literary figure. He's a mythological character. He is a symbol. He is X in an algebraic equation. He stands for a concept. It's not a literal personality. And yet these people don't understand. They can't get past the Satan's a real thing. It, it's it's so hard for me to go ahead and tell these people, just blow it out of your ass. Uh, and I I really I really think one of these days I should really tell these people, look, we're gonna be on the air, you know, whenever it is we're gonna be on the air again, come discuss it with us. Uh, except that, you know, there is that whole rule that I have for we will not have people talking with us who is dishonest. 
That's an important thing. And that's the other thing I wanted to break down for everybody. Because as much as I'm trying to break down walls of communication, which there is at least one person that I know that is really annoyed that that whole communication wall is a problem. I will not have somebody on this show who I believe is going to argue dishonestly. That's really important to me. And it should be just, it should be an important piece to everybody else. Not if you run a podcast or if you run a, a, a show, but just in your normal day to day. I do not believe that the people that I've been conversing with potentially trolling against, I don't believe that they are arguing dishonestly. I do believe, however, that these people are truly heavily entrenched. And there's a difference. It's a weird distinction. But there's something about the, the, the tone, the context of what's coming across, where, yes, they're holier than thou because they am Christian and they am right because they am them whatever. Yet there, there, there are certain terminologies. There, there are certain things that they say where I don't think they're being dishonest, but I think the dishonesty is something that's been entrenched into them that they're not really conscious of. But if I can just, if I could just get that one chip in there to get them to just to stop and listen and actually internalize one piece. I don't want to make a convert. I want to make somebody who can actually say, you know what? I disagree with you. I understand your position and where you come from and what you're trying to do, but I actually vehemently disagree with it. That kind of breakdown. I am all for every day, any day of the week. And I can only hope that maybe, just maybe, I'll have one, maybe just one. This is episode 406 on the docket, Your Honor. Mayday, mayday, mayday. Now, this, uh, this, this ends up really, really funny. Um, I, I wrote this. I, I wrote the title for today because it is it is May 1st traditionally referred to as May Day there was a <laughs> oh god this is this is so funny back in the annals of of Buffalo Sabres history there was a there was a shootout between the Buffalo uh the Buffalo Sabres and I believe it was the Boston Bruins for uh overtime goal you know sudden death and the Buffalo player, I forgot what the hell his first name was, but his last name was May. He scored the winning goal. And I forgot. Oh, God, I forgot what the hell the, the guy's name was. Uh, Rick Jenneret, I think. The, the longtime Sabres announcer was so captivated with everything. And he was screaming, Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. 
because, you know, all caught up in the action. Well, um, I found out earlier today that um, Rick Jenneret just retired from being the announcer for the Buffalo Sabres. Long time doing the job. So um, I accidentally uh, did a little thing for Mr. Jenneret. So um, happy retirement, dude. So that was, was kind of, I, I had no idea. I honestly got, I had no idea. I, I don't follow the Sabres. Well, I don't follow the Sabres except for when it's a question mark of when the Sabres and the Islanders play against each other, which team do I root for? Because I don't know at that point, because I've been a I've been a Buffalo transplant for a very long time now, but I grew up on the island, so you know. And when the Buffalo Sabres had as their goalie a Mister Shatan for a while, that is how his name was pronounced. It's spelled Satan, but it's pronounced <laughs> Shatan. So. <laughs> When, when, when I deal with some of these people and I'm, I'm half trolling them and they say, well, who do you think Satan is? I'm just like a pretty good goalie for the Buffalo Sabres once upon a time ago, but you're not asking about that, are you? And I mean, being able to see the, I could almost see the whole, you know, dot, 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 of somebody's, you know, just kind of, I know this isn't going to come across in the audio portion, but you know, the, the whole reaction of somebody reading it, just kind of going. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's it's worth it. So, um, yeah. So this is going to be the beginning of uh, the month of hell for me. I'm going to deal with the west uh, the best that I can, and you know we'll we'll kind of work it from there. This, you know, okay. There's 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 one thing I want to say about this uh, about this soda. Before we move on, this tastes like pineapple juice. Mm-hmm. Now, there, I, I know full well there are going to be some people who are just like, uh, it said it's pineapple soda on the label. Uh, duh. There's, there's, is it carbonated? It, it is. It is. But what I mean is, it doesn't taste like it's an industrial flavoring. Oh, it tastes like the actual pineapple. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Now, some people are kind of going, uh, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, think of it this way. Imagine it's summer. You go out, you're going to have a picnic with everybody. You're shushing away all of the flying insects, and you cram your face down into a nice piece of watermelon. Now, picture it's just after trick-or-treating, and you get these watermelon-flavored hard candies. And compare the tastes. It says it's watermelon. But it doesn't taste like actual watermelon. Mm-mm. It's that industrial watermelon. And that's part of the reason why I, I, I don't like watermelon, period. Then again, I've also got uh, trust issues with uh, chocolate chip cookies and oatmeal raisin cookies. So mm-hmm. just mm, that's a that's yeah. another thing. I, I like both 
kinds of cookies, but it feels like a almost like a trolling prank if you expect it to be chocolate chip. Oh yeah. And the taste is not chocolate chip, it's oatmeal raisin. You yeah. wanna you wanna really screw people up. Make make chocolate chip cookies, but replace the chocolate chips with raisins. No. That's when you can really screw people up. I mean, that's that's evil, though. I mean, that's like uh-huh. equivalent of taking Skittles and throwing some in a bowl of M&M's. It, no, no. I would always you know, be able to tell the two apart. Well, if you weren't looking, like if you didn't have your glasses on, you couldn't see and you weren't looking and you just grabbed a handful. That's just a horrible thing to do. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, and by the way, I, I almost missed it. Stephanie had said, uh, those people rely on Satan being real to justify their evil ways. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I, I love the idea that uh, that uh, I hear every once in a while. You think atheists believe that Satan is real? You know who thinks that Satan's real? You Christians. Do. Yeah. Because we sure as hell don't. But what's what's really funny though is remember I had said something last week about uh you know the satanic temple was donating funds to Ukraine to get other members out of there safely. Oh yeah. And the Russian state TV had you know run with that because it was just so bonkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently there's some guy in Ukraine that was doing a stand-up act in English, uh, or at least trying to do it in English because he speaks Ukrainian. And, as you and, do, you know. Well, as you do. <laughs> you know, he's trilingual. But uh, he even brought that up as part of his stand-up comedy, and it was actually pretty funny. He's like, you know, only Putin could bring the Pope and the Satanic Temple together for a good cause. <laughs> and he's like, how does he do wow. that? And he's like, look at, he's like, look at all this medical help and the provisions. He's like... Thank you, God. No, thank you, Satan. And then he pounds on the floor. <laughs> and everybody was laughing. Yep. And and Stephanie's also pointed out, like disowning their children. Funny you put that one there, because that was one of the items that I did add into the, uh, when the question became, well, how could the Satanic Temple do anything good? And it's just like, dude, let's go ahead and talk about what some of the stuff you guys do. Because it's exactly the stuff that the Satanic Temple fights against. But you yeah, know, be, be I just thought it was funny that it made it into this little stand-up piece. And he's not a big comic, and he's like, I've never stand up, yeah, done stand-up comedy before in English. But you know, we're being bummed, so what the hell? And so he just tried, you know. You know, the, the <laughs> funny, the funniest part about it is now I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking to myself, maybe he's trying to be president. I mean, it's worked once. Could work. That's what he, what he brought that up to. <laughs> you know what, Chief? Wherever the hell you are, stay safe. We love you. And he's like, and he's like, oh, and I have to thank the Russians and especially Putin for saving my friend's life. And he said she, you know, moved here from Russia six years ago. And she was very suicidal and and always talking about killing herself. But now she has a goal. She wants to live long enough to see Putin die first. Thank you for saving my friend. <laughs> You know what? I think that uh, I think I can speak properly on behalf of 
all of the hosts here or not for HCTV when I say... We're not advocating any kind of suicidal ideation, no. but it was a stand-up no. bit, and it no. was... We will not advocate for suicide. We okay. will not advocate for the death of people. Yeah. We will, however, advocate for... Kid, you got a great life goal there. Go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I hate to get the disclaimer that he uh, got her permission first before you mentioned that. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get things rolling over here because, uh, like I said, I've got something in horrible scopes that uh, I feel very much of the uh, that I'm suddenly of the red string on a cork board moment, and and we'll figure it out together. Okay. So. Being that it's time for the horrible scopes. If you know what your astrological sign is, cool. Those of you that don't, flip a coin, roll a d12. I don't care. Ask your astrological sign of, of your smart device. It might give it to you. Probably won't, but it doesn't really much matter. Anyway, uh, and and as an aside, when I started to write these, I I had said that I needed to get some food in me first. And somebody had commented, you know, it could be like trying to go to the, trying to go to the store when you're hungry. And, you know, maybe all the, astro uh, maybe all the horrible scopes are going to be all about food. Just hmm. a little bit. Aries, do you have someone you can spend a night at the opera with? You might want to re-examine your relationships to see who would be willing to do that with you. Because remember, intermissions are not just for getting up and stretching, but for refreshments. Besides New Year's, this is a perfect time to treat yourself to a glass of champagne. Taurus, rumor has it you're planning on going your own way out west. We respect your choices and hope you packed appropriately for the trip. How you were able to get a real company to ship your car to the left coast so you can drive it home is impressive. Maybe just fly out to Vancouver and rent a car instead. Don't forget your road trip CD binder. Yeah, we've all got one of those still, don't we? Yes, I actually do. Yeah, yeah. I've still got a, I've still got a, I've still got a cassette, uh, a little cassette suitcase around over here. Yeah, we have one of those too. Yeah. <laughs> Jim and I, cocaine, <laughs> cocaine <laughs> has been around for a very long time. After it became unfashionable to use in over-the-counter products like um, carbonated soft drinks of the brown variety, it started to come back in underground popularity in the 70s, which would be at about the same time that the musical genre of speed metal started. You need to do some investigation to find out if speed metal guitar was created to sound fast enough to coke heads. Just don't get too immersed in the research. Hmm, might have been done by Cokeheads. For Cokeheads. It could be. It could yeah, be. Could be. Cancer Moon Child. Dancing is a great way to enjoy nights out, but the days of going to a discotheque and fox trotting with some spandex wearing hottie are long past. You could bring a blow up doll, dressed up appropriately, and get on the dance floor and dance up a storm with it. It'll be a conversation starter. Might get someone interested enough to learn a dance step or two. 
and you'll still have a designated driver at the end of the night. I don't know if you're allowed to get into the HOV lane at that point, but at two or three in the morning, I don't think it really matters, does it? Everyone does pretend it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> it's a thought. We'll see now one or two people. Yeah. Yeah. Leo, spring for you should be defined as having started when you could take a slow ride in your car with the windows rolled down and still be comfortable. Cranking your heat to max to keep the engine from melting down oh, does not count. Get that water pump checked out this week. We kind of talked about that last night. Um, my uh, the the first car that I had, I think, was a '77 Granada, Ford Granada. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had I had to I had to crank the heat uh, several times while I had it because otherwise it was kind of um, what's the word I was looking for? Uh, roasting itself. Ooh, that's yeah. Sounds like the old Ford I used to have. Yeah. <laughs> You want to be a superhero, but there's no radioactive dumpster. If you go back to the 70s, the electric company had a superhero named Letterman, voiced by Gene Wilder. Can you imagine the Waco Kid or Mr. Wonka as a sweater-wearing flying superhero? No? That's why you won't be one yourself. You need to believe in yourself. Remember? You take three running steps and then leap into the sky. Dallin actually got the the, the reference in that one because uh, Letterman, um, yeah, Letter Letterman was great. I remember that. He, he was it was it was pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Libra, we want to tell you something good, but we'd be lying. Sorry, this week is going to be a tough one for you. Make sure you have at least two alarms set for every morning so you don't oversleep, that you have coffee ready to pick up, and that your contact lenses are not still in the cleaning solution. Do not mix up the hydrogen peroxide and saline bottles, or you're going to have a really bad visit to the ophthalmologist. Ooh. I know a little something about that. Ooh. Yeah. Scorpio. Just because you're not 100% thrilled with the things you're doing with your friends doesn't mean it's a loss. Enjoy just being with people who not only tolerate you, but encourage you to join them. Consider bringing some food to share, preferably something your friends aren't allergic to. Yeah, this time. This time. Oh, yeah, I, I get the next one, which means that you're going you're gonna to get the fun. Okay. Sagittarius. <laughs> You're not having a heart attack. You really do have toast burning in the toaster. That's the good news. The bad news is that you not only forgot the toast, but you forgot you baked the loaf of bread yourself. Either get outside more or start taking some multivitamins to supplement your diet of hash brown breakfast burritos. Don't judge me. Don't judge me either. Capricorn. (laughs) (laughs) okay follow this my little pony friendship is magic season three episode two the crystal empire first aired in 2012 there is a scene where rainbow dash is in a sales tent calling out who wants a flugelhorn one of the most famous flugelhorn players is chuck mangione 
1976, he composed a song for the Summer Olympics in Montreal, Quebec. The name of that piece was Chase the Clouds Away. It is possible that this is an Easter egg that has flown under the radar for 10 freaking years. And now you can't unlearn that. Yeah, I have to unpack that one just a little bit. Um, the company that made My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, DHX, they're based out of Canada. And Rainbow Dash is one of the weather ponies who her big thing is that she could clear all of the clouds out of the sky in 10 seconds flat. So I'm really wondering. And I actually sent a tweet to the person that's credited with being the scriptwriter to find out, is this just a happy coinkydink, or did I find a legitimate under-the-radar Easter egg that nobody else had noticed? It would be cool if he did. I would be I would be over the I would be freaking overjoyed. So we'll we'll see. Aquarius. The expression is money can't buy you happiness. Elton John's song is Mama Can't Buy You Love. I'm not going to sing the rest, but anyone that knows what a companion is knows that both can be rented for the right price in the verse. Just keep things shiny and be ready for the Firefly reboot to suck horribly. Mm, I think I'll skip it. Pisces. Enough is enough, Pisces. All those tweets you love forwarding from threatening music notation are only funny to people who read and understand music. You know, kind of like the laugh math limerick. If you're further, damn it. That goes like this. All right, now hold on. Well, hold on. Before you, before you read it off, for the people in the live chat, here's the, the mathematical limerick for you. Try and read that really quickly. You got it yet? Good. Here's how that limerick goes. A dozen aggressiveness score <laughs> plus three times the square root of four divided by seven plus five times 11 is not squared and not a bit more. Friends like you, they really do. But this kind of shit has got to stop. And don't need to go read the numbers. And those are your horrible scores for this week. <laughs> Remember, if you like what you got, I'm not working hard enough at these. And since I didn't get a bribe at all, you got what you paid for. And since you didn't pay for it, screw y'all. I am going to continue producing these because it's it's fun. I will have these posted online all over the place uh, at the end of the week when I start working on the next ones. Because it's it's fun. I'm having fun doing it. And you know what? What the hell? It, it's, it's fun. Well, you should have fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I I try to. So if you would like me to be nicer or nastier, all you need to do is get in touch with me and I will see what I can do about it. Remember, I need to know which way to go and which sign. No, I will not tell anybody who asked for good or bad, but uh, it's fun one way or the other. And, and <clears throat> he, he, he'll, he'll do it on the cheap too. Mm-hmm. Like, like tossing like, Two bucks in Patreon, and yeah, yeah, he can be he can be bought for a very low price. Yeah. I want a pony girl for Christmas. 
Nobody gave us. Okay, well, that may be more money. Yeah, you know, or, or or maybe you could I don't know donate twenty five bucks and we'll do uh, what do they do those Vimeo greetings for you? <laughs> well, I mean, hell, you have people like Scott Baio do it for fifty. Yeah, but he needs it. Well, yeah, he needs it, and that's why it's only like fifty bucks. Yeah, there is that. You know what? Twenty five bucks. I will do the show naked. Yeah. Didn't say it would be on camera for uh, all the way, but he did say he would do it naked. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I did. Yeah. I did. All right, fine. Whatever. So, yeah, yeah, Felis has tried to bribe me, but she keeps forgetting to remind me that, you know, hey, I want you to be, you know, I need to know which way to be and for which sign. I don't remember anybody else, anybody else's except my own. Hell, I don't even remember my kids. The only reason I remember Fujins is because stars. There's there's reasons. Later. It's later. Anyway, so um, what do we got left on the floor that we should really probably talk about? I mean, in, in, in brief terms, um, there's always, you know, the, the stuff that's pissing people off, like, um, the, uh, the, the attempts in, in, well, not exactly attempts, but the, the crackdown on legal abortion in Texas where, or, you know what? It doesn't even have to be Texas. The, let me hit this one really quickly first. The scare quotes here fetal heartbeat bills all over the place um you you know a little something in in uh, in in medical stuff the the fetal heartbeat bills for blocking abortion is supposed to be happening at about give or take about 6 weeks of of uh, gestational point memory serves there is no there's, actual heart beating there's at that not. point, right? Eh. There's not. I mean, at like five weeks, you have a fetal pole, which has like nothing in it. Uh, I mean, no. I mean, it's... <laughs> no. There's no cardiac, cardiac activity at six weeks. Not even close. Yeah. It... it it. Not even a, a, a fully... It's not even a, a circulatory system. I mean, it's just... Yeah, it's it's worm. I mean, it's it's. I, I I hate to put it in such terminology, but gestationally speaking, biologically speaking, you know, looking at what you've got there, you have a worm with muscle contractions. It's not even there's there's so little uh, there there's so few cells there that you don't have enough differentiated to actually be proper musculature it's it's the formations of and um stephanie uh-huh. is is saying it still baffles me how a fetus can have a heartbeat before it has a heart um exactly well well hold, hold on a second it because i have one a a a f- mm, at what point do we go from a zygote to fetus is there an actual differentiation 
I'm getting ready to check and see. Because, uh, I mean, it, yeah, because at first you, you know, go from blastocyst to, you know, zygote to, uh, when, when does the zygote become an embryo even? Yeah. Uh, because it is entirely, yeah. it is entirely possible. And I, I could see where the battle of words could say once, uh, it, once, what's the word that I'm looking for? What? I mean, te- technically, it becomes a fetus after the eighth week. Okay. It's six weeks. It's not even a fetus. Okay. Okay. See, what I was what I was kind of wondering was if once sperm and egg have joined material, uh, genetic material. At that point, could it technically be considered fetus because it is now a a growing into a human body, even uh, though it's at the very earliest stage, the very first yeah, stage? Yeah, I misspoke, actually, because uh, they're saying it takes about eight weeks to become a fetus, but that's going from, like, actually after it starts developing, so that would be, like, ten weeks after your last menstrual period. Mm. And these six weeks things are, you know, six weeks after your last menstrual period. And Beth is saying usually 11th week it becomes a fetus. Hi, Beth. Good morning. Yeah. But I mean, the, you know, the first 10 weeks doesn't really qualify. So, um, yeah. Beth, say hi to Beth. Hi, Beth. I'm just, I'm still thinking. My mind is going all these places because, you know, now you've got people in Oklahoma that are saying that women should be considered, you know, uh, on the hook for homicide from the moment of conception onwards. Yeah. And then we've got uh, other states where they're trying to say, even if you will, you will be charged under these you shall not have a uh, you shall not have a, uh, an abortion even if you've traveled outside of the state and come back which yep. is bullshit yeah that uh, is that, I mean, that is bullshit from from even if just from the standpoint of and and this is completely demeaning in the highest regard and i understand that but i i want to i want to say i want to show the absolute absurdity of this bullshit even if you take it from the idea of interstate commerce, okay? Think of it from that standpoint. You cannot go to another state, smoke marijuana in a state where it is legal, and then go back to the original state where maybe marijuana is still illegal and be prosecuted for smoking marijuana. Ergo, these lawmakers basically need to be hit in the front of the kneecap with a, with a with a clue by four. I say the front of the kneecap because I would really like to see what happens to these guys when you know their kneecaps suddenly hyperextend and they have to walk around like a chicken. Well, I mean, the, the best comparison that 
I saw that as like some of those fugitive state, uh, can't talk, hello word, fugitive slave laws. Mm. And I could see it getting to the point where, you know, people start going to Canada just to get abortions. They might become the new underground railroad. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a possibility for that. And, um, Beth, sorry to, sorry to see that. Hope that you, I hope that we can kind of bring you up just a little bit. Just, yeah, I'm not watching chat. I'm sorry. I'm just, that's, that's, yeah. that's all right. Uh, she was saying that, uh, Hey, all sorry, rather bummed tonight. So please excuse me, uh, hun, stay with us. Enjoy the night. It even, even if we end up having some, you know, weird topics, I'm sure that we will have a little bit of fun and even you in your dark heart will have a little bit of smiley time. I hope I'm going to try. I'm going to try really hard. Um, oh, we have to have something to laugh at. I mean, you know, <laughs> and it's just guy. I mean, you know, two years plus of a pandemic, you know, plus all the war crap, plus all the extremists and stuff like that. But I don't know if it will do any good or not, but at least they are going to have announced a date when they're going to have the House hearings or the committee, the J6 okay. uh, hearings on, uh, I think they said June 9th or was it June 6th? I can't remember off the top of my head, but anyway, they're coming soon. So you might want to get your checks mix yeah. or your popcorn. I'm getting, I'm, you know, I'm, I am like a lot of other people. I'm really, really annoyed that things are going as slowly as they appear to be. And I'm, I'm saying that very carefully because mm -hmm. it is entirely possible that behind the scenes, the stuff that we don't see and we are not privy to in any way and probably mm. shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. It is true. entirely possible that there is a whole bunch of stuff that is actually happening. Super damn lickety split. But because of the machinations, it appears that things are slow. Now, yeah. the only piece that I'm super concerned about are the ones where we've got people like uh, Cawthorn mm -hmm. and and um, blonde-headed three-name. People who are being taken to task of, you know, there's a piece in the Constitution that says if you were part of an insurrection, you can't hold public office, so we're going to hold them accountable. And the courts are kind of looking at it going, you know, they got a point here. Uh, you're going to have to prove your point that uh, they're wrong. Because yeah. all signs point to their right. You know, like video and mm -hmm. and text messages and oh my god you know all these all these if they do start prosecuting something marjorie three toes is going to be prosecuted along with that because even if she didn't actually participate in it per se if they can't prove that she did that uh glenn Kirshner had brought up a very good point that part of the law, you know, also allows charges for an accessory after the fact. 
And that she certainly is. He cited the legal code for that and said, yeah, she was aware, even after the fact, and covered it up. And I went, oh, good point. This could become very interesting very quickly. And I... I'll, t- I'll tell you the 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 timetable for me where it's a line in the sand. Elections. Mm-hmm. That's where it's going to be a problem. Oh yeah. That is where I'm truly scared. I, yeah, it needs to happen before then. Yeah. And an- another piece of this too is, um, you know, cases may go before notice. Um, to say that. Electors can be changed at the state level, regardless of the votes. It depends on what SCARDIS does. And we've got three sitting justices right now who were on board with that back in 2000. So if this does go before SCARDIS before 2024, they can make a ruling saying, yes, that's perfectly fine to do that. Now you remember, if that I, happens, then you know that the coup is is a done deal and the fix is in. Yeah, you, but you remember, I'm hearing I'm hearing this will go to SCOTUS at some point before 2024, and they'll probably decide that yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you remember uh, some weeks ago, I I had kind of written down a, a question for myself to try and see about getting uh, Andrew Torres on with us. Uh, the idea of what happened? Can someone sue a state? At the federal level, if the state will not, uh, will not, um, obey its, its own laws. Uh, I, I forget exactly what the wording was, but you know, the, the whole idea of that, you know, if, if, uh, if the state's attorney general is supposed to be prosecuting for something and opts not to, in clear violation of what their duties and responsibilities are, is it possible to compel that through, well, I mean, going at the court level of the state may not work, but could something like that be appealed to the federal level where the federal level can actually tell the state, look, um, you're not following your own rules, dude. You need to follow your own damn rules. I don't think that can happen, and I'm going to say that because, and yeah, I'm not an attorney. I don't have any kind of expertise. I'm going to say no, because if that were possible, then the reverse would be true. And I'm thinking of A.G. Paxton in Texas. He's been indicted several times for felonies, and he's still holding office. He has not been tried yet. He hasn't gone to jail but well, I can well imagine part of that is because he's because he's the AG. He's the AG, yeah, yeah. Which is bullshit because what's what's that line? Uh, no one is above the law. Yeah. Well, if nobody enforces it, then uh, yeah, they are. Exactly, exactly, and that that's that's a piece that pisses me off. Um. 
oh, what's his butt with the with the uh, the gay freaking frogs is uh, panicking because he's he's lost <laughs> out on so much stuff. And I'm not saying his name because he is a piece of slime shit and deserves to be sent to oblivion in disgrace where he belongs. And I'm all for it. Well, I I think that Cawthorn's days are limited, though. There's another piece about him, too, by the way. I yeah. think that regardless of what the state of North Carolina decides, whether to allow him or not allow him on the ballot, I think it's immaterial. I think that the uh, GOP and or the people in Ca- uh, North Carolina are about to toss him under the bus. And and rightly so. Rightly so. <laughs> uh, for, for a number of reasons. But one of the other ones was... He was stopped at the goddamn airport again Again. with a fucking gun. Loaded. More importantly, again, this is not an isolated case. This is at least the third time that this has happened. And he's been let off yet again with effectively a warning of sorts because it was only the first mitigated time at this particular airport. And as far as I'm concerned, the, the, um, uh, transportation safety administration or the FAA minimally should just ban his ass. And if he wants to get back and forth to D.C., he can go ahead and hook up a chainsaw to his wheelchair and drive himself wherever the hell he wants that way. Am I picking on him because he's in a wheelchair? No, I'm picking on him because he's an asshole. Anybody else would have been charged. Many times over. Ungoddamn yeah. believable. And it's again, it's not the first time. It's at least the third time that I can immediately think of is it's, it's it's bullshit there's no reason for it yeah you get, driving on a suspended license and got busted for that again too see you I, I don't know if anybody has ever most people who have flown have had to deal with the question of did you pack your own bags yeah if the answer is yes that immediately puts you on the hook if there is anything in your bag that shouldn't be there. Even if somebody else packed your bag for you, if you go ahead and say, yeah, everything that's in there is is uh, for my control, eh, you're done. He he should he should be he should be in jail. He mm-hmm. should be minimally he should be minimally fined. Minimally. And and by minimally, I mean that is the very least that should be happening to his ass. Not that he should only be paying, you know, a dollar in time served in in the in the in the lobby or something like that. Just, on you know, it's a piece at a time. It's a piece at a time. It's a piece at a time. Um, the fuckballs from Washington are back at SCOTUS. Dealing with the whole praying on the fifty yard line, yeah. Bremerton, they're they're still doing they're they're doing. I just, oh yeah, ask an atheist uh, came back on the air uh, podcast wise, which was really nice to hear. Uh, I don't know if they're listening over there, but uh, Sam Becky, hi guys. <laughs> you have to keep the show running long enough so that we can have Iridust Part Three, because, <laughs> god damn it. 
Yeah. This, I mean, this stuff just keeps coming back time and again. It does. For no good reason. Yeah. And sideways to that, like I, uh, like I mentioned about the after school Satan club and the, the school boards who are just scrambling, trying to figure out what in the hell to do with themselves and the, and so many people who are just, we will fight this through the courts and we, dude, you don't, you don't do that. Don't, you don't want to do that. You really don't want to do that. Why? Do a Google search for after school Satan club court ruling and see what happens and then go talk with your lawyer and then we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it all over again. Well, depending on motive, I mean, that may be intentional though. Um, I mean, one of the goals is to destroy the public school systems. So if you're blowing all the money on lawsuits, there's nothing to fund the schools with. Ta-da! You're trying to say that there is a possibility that behind the scenes, there may be a push to underfund public education. Mm -hmm. And these suits would be an out for them to have a reason to blow a whole shit ton of money. Could be. We've seen crazier things happen for those types of motives. God damn it. The worst part about it is I can see that as being plausible. Mm-hmm. Just plausible enough. God, I, I don't know that that is true, and I have not heard anything about that true, but I could see somebody behind the scenes using that as a tactic to do just that oh, and it's... say, don't blame us. We were just trying to. Yeah, no, I'm 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 with you. And I think that can considering that I write the horrible scopes and my motivation is whatever comes up on my playlist out of all of my music mm -hmm. and and take inspiration from that and you see what I end up with, you know, week yeah. after week after week, you know, I, I can't completely I can dismiss that possibility. That's We've just. We've got people out there that are that devious and that underhanded, but also that clever. God, that's freaking annoying. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't believe that there would be people who would intentionally do shit like that. But we've also talked on many, many a week how public school in the United States, especially has been underfunded in general for a very, very long time. Like, oh, I don't know, mm -hmm. since roughly 19. Oh God. You know, I was going to, I was going to put it right at the hands, uh, right at the feet of, of Reagan again with 1980. But you know, I don't, I don't know how far back it actually goes. I don't either. But I mean, when Betsy DeVos was, you know, put in as, you know, the, whatever it was, the education. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, her goal was to destroy public education. 
and have people um, go to private institutions, including and mm-hmm. especially religious, religious schools. schools. Yes, because yeah, of and, course she did. And they've done similar here in my state. You know, they have vouchers to go to private schools, you know, that are religious, religiously based. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it was even decided here. I mean, there were people that were on the school boards here that their goal was to destroy the public schools. That's why they were put in office. And that was, you know, after Pence, you know, passed the, you know, the voucher thing to allow people to, you know, vouchers. Then it was decided at the state level that education was not even a constitutional right under the state constitution. And after that happened, a lot of the public school districts that were near the Indianapolis metro area lost their bus service. So kids had no way to get to public schools, and they said, we don't need to fund the buses because they don't even have a constitutional right to any kind of an education. Suck it. Okay. Don't take legal advice from a podcast that has nothing to do with legal anything. However, a sideways... I'm just reporting what happened. No, 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 that, that's fine. A, 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 side, a, a sideways question, if I may, Your Honor. Sure. Kids do not have a constitutional right to an education. Mm-hmm. And to that very same, kids do not have a constitutional right to buses to get to said education. Yep. However, are there rules on the book, Your Honor, for the violation of truancy from school? Yes. So I can see that this is a legal problem, but that seemed to not be a problem for them. Yeah. They just deemed it so. (laughs) Yeah. There's an expression for exactly this kind of thing in Italian. Uh, And my my accent, I know, is atrocious. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it loosely translates to. So there's that. Well, like I said, I mean, at the state level, they are intentionally trying to destroy the schools and push homeschooling and religious institutions. And that was one way to try to accomplish that goal. It's like, if we don't have enough parents that are using vouchers to send their schools, then we're just going to end any kind of uh, bus service for them. And then, you know, then what are they going to do? Yeah, it's devious. But they've been pulling this shit since 2012. And, uh, you know, look at our primary is Tuesday. And we have open primaries. And so we can pick either ballot, you know, and vote on. But uh, the only Democrats that are running here that, you know, are running at all to primary anybody, uh, there's a lot of offices that, are not having any Democrats run for it because they don't have a chance and they already know. So there's not, you know, not any running. Uh, the couple that we do have that are running for, you know, like a representative in, in my district are running as Democrats, but they're Republicans. They're just not QAnon Republicans. They're out and out saying, 
uh, the GOP consider us rhinos because we're actually GOP conservatives and they call us rhinos, but we're running as Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> so about the only race that really matters here that I can do a goddamn thing about is sheriff. And we've got two that are running for Democratic nomination on that. One of them is actually a Republican running as a Democrat, and the other one's actually a true Democrat. Other than that, there's not shit that I can do here. Uh, I, I, I guess that the, the GOP that is GOP that's running as a Democrat for my rep is better than Bouchon. So I guess that's who I've got to vote for, and hopefully he'll win in the fall. He's better than Bouchon. Take your word on that. Let's uh, let's 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 take a swing down to Florida, man, for uh, a couple of seconds over here, because there there is there is a piece that we've kind of touched on, and I think it's only fair to go ahead and and have a swing at this one one more time, really briefly. Anybody remember that uh, the the legislature down there has decided that they're going to revoke 50 years of specialty privilege for Disney for the plot of land that they operate on and revoke the, the special administrative privilege that they have for that area where Disney effectively, you know, took care of, you know, all the stuff in there, which meant, you know, policing, fire, medical, rescue, all the, all that happy horseshit. And they're going to revoke that so that they can have control back over that area as punishment for coming out against the, as it's been referred to, the don't say gay bill. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, I want to make this really, really clear. If you say the dumb thing out loud, I think we have all the right in the world to call your dumbass out for it. Okay. When the governor went ahead and said, and I'm paraphrasing highly here, since you don't want to fall in line with what I want, I'm going to punish you for not agreeing with me. Yeah. If memory serves, that qualifies as malicious prosecution. And that's illegal. Mm-hmm. Now, the governor is the one that started the ball rolling for this. The legislature enacted the rulemaking to make that happen. He yep. signed off on it without any information on the hows and whys and where-alls of how to make it happen in the first place. Not at all mentioning to anybody that it's going to cost a lot of money to buy out Disney's companies, not, not the Disney company, but the company that actually handles the administrative part for Disney. They have to... The, the state has to pay out the bond for mm -hmm. that group before it can be dissolved because that's what's written in the law originally. You can't just say, no, it's all gone like Thanos. No, 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 no. 
That's like two billion dollars, isn't it? I, f- I forget exactly how Something much. Something like that. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But here's my question. The governor said, bow down to me or I will punish you for your political speech. The legislature wrote up in line with him. He signed off on it. My question is, if malicious prosecution is illegal does that then mean that for signing the bill into law the governor is guilty which then means anyone that voted yes on this bill in the legislature could they also be held liable for exactly the same reason for enabling malicious prosecution and if that is the case, that will be an interesting day in the rotunda for the state capitol, won't it? It's not going to happen, though. I'm not saying whether or not it's going to happen. I'm just saying. But, yeah, I mean, I would think that if he, you know, if they decided to sue and he was held financially, you know, liable for that, I would think that they could be as well. I'm not 100% certain on that, but he doesn't he doesn't care what it's going to cost because his whole thing he is lining up to run in 2024. So he's doing whatever he thinks will set him up as the front runner for 2024 and so far it seems to be working. Okay, Stephanie's got a couple of things over here. And and Stephanie, please, please, before I say anything on that on that first one, please double check to make sure that you've got the right number on that. Because that is a you can well understand seeing that number right now makes me think I I that might be a little bit on the high side. Could you would you please double check that one? Because I I I don't want to go on that one just just right away. But what number is it? Hold, hold like, on, type, hold type on. it in the chat. Hold on. Um, but it also said uh, it does not come in for a year, and word is they will try to quietly repeal it before then. Now it is entirely possible, but knowing Disney, they will go tooth and nail to make sure. Oh no 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 no! You guys signed off on that. And you're not allowed to get out of that just by saying no. Uh, and uh, Stephanie also said, if that is possible, meaning the whole, you know, malicious prosecution, you know, the rotunda, the whole the state capital and whatnot, uh, you can guarantee that Disney's lawyers will pounce on it. I would love to see that because Disney has so much money. Disney has so much money. Uh, okay. Stephanie did, did uh, double check it. Uh, she'd put in that uh, they've just realized it uh, originally wrote mm-hmm. they've just realized that Disney has a 50 billion dollar bond issue that the state will Ooh. have to pay for it. Yeah. Now that's why I asked to double check because come back and said, sorry, only $1 billion. Now I, I know there's a big difference between 50 billion and 1 billion. That is a Sagan billion, but that's still a billion freaking dollars. That's a lot of money. That is yeah. a lot of money. Hmm. Jeez. I wonder but 
They I don't even think his voters would care, though. They just want to stick it to the libs. You know what? I wonder if Disney California is probably going to, you know, invest a little extra money into the courts in Florida to protect themselves because, well, why not share the wealth, right? Well, and I think that the state of California actually has a surplus right now, don't they? Uh, I don't know. It'd be really hard for me to believe that, considering how many people have uh, recently succumbed to various viri. I, I, I will have to do some checking on that, but I think that their economy is actually doing a lot better, you know, than it, you know, was ten years ago. I don't know about that. I can only go as far as to say that um, things have been a little. Um, a little up and down with the different waves that have happened. You know, uh, of course, you know, in, in the ocean, waves from the ocean, of course. That's exactly what I mean. I mean, I, I wouldn't be thinking anything anything other than that that would be wrong. Some people are I don't know. I just, I, I, I can see the state of Florida just imploding on itself just to stick it to the libs. Yep. And not caring. <laughs> as long as we take them out too, we don't care if we screw ourselves. Yep. And you know, I was gonna say, you know, there's so many people from New York that that moved down there that maybe, you know, the the New Yorkers, the the liberal democratic New Yorkers could and then I suddenly realized to myself, no, it's it's the it's the crotchety old worse than Archie Bunker folks that moved down there. Yeah. Uh, annoying i still don't understand that why florida does not sound like the bronx i still do not understand and it depends on which communities you go into it's true it's true because i know that my ex-in-laws uh they weren't from the bronx they were actually from uh north joisey Which is almost as bad as the Bronx, as far as accents go. They moved down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. It really, really depends. I mean, there. Okay, there is North Jersey, which is pretty much New York, and then there's mm-hmm. North Jersey that's pretty much Pennsylvania. Uh, their accents were definitely pretty much New York, meaning. Brooklyn, Yonkers, kind of like New York City, kind of Brooklyn-y kind of thing. Like Yonkers. Which means there were transplants going the wrong way. All right, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, and and the the you know father-in-law was definitely like Archie Bunker. Yeah, but at least Archie learned. That's the big. De- All right, let's. Do- he didn't. But everything was stupid. Everybody was stupid, and any opinion they had was just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's let's. Let, let, all right. Let let's let's hit this a second. Uh, I know we have completely slid sideways from from topic to topic to topic. I don't care. We don't have a hell of a lot of you know, a lot of anything. So screw it. Uh 
TV from the 70s, we've we've kind of talked on how there was stuff that happened in the 70s, in television especially, never mind in movies, that you could not get away with today. All in the Family is one of those that it's it 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 could not be done at all easily today it would take mm-hmm. an incredible an incredible writing ensemble to be able to pull off the the kind of thoughtful discussion about the topics of the day and and be able to do that today with what we've got now in in anything anything close to the way that they were able to Archie was a curmudgeon. There's no two ways about it. He was very much a conservative Christian. He he knew what it was that he wanted. He knew how things were supposed to be. And God damn it, that's the way that it's going to be. But he learned incrementally, bits and pieces here and there. He actually learned. May not have been a lot, but but the character actually grew. And yeah, he he still made some disparaging comments about you know uh, about um, George Jefferson next door and and his and his son, and yeah, he got kissed on the cheek by <laughs> Sammy Davis. <laughs> oh God, I forgot about that. Oh God. He was going to get a picture with Sammy Davis Jr. in his uh, in his house, and the publicist was there with the camera, and and Sam is just like, okay, I'm going to take a nice picture with my my good buddy over here, and he's just like, are you ready? All right, on the count of three, one, two, three, and Sammy turns his face and kisses him just on the cheek as the flash bulb goes off, and Archie's face of just utter shock and just cannot process was just a thing of beauty. Carol O'Connor was so amazingly good. He was so amazingly good. He understood the character. He loved that character. Oh my God. But being able to look at what was going on socially in the day, my God, there were so many topics that they covered that h- how, you know, uh, tra- transvestism, uh, which might have also been um, transsexuality, may have been a, a-, a topic. Um, race relations, definitely. They they dealt with uh, they dealt. If I remember right, they dealt with abortion, or it might have been Maud. Uh, Maud did. For Maud sure. did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, they may have done it on on all in the family. I don't remember. They absolutely had to deal with rape for Edith, of all people, and that that was not an easy episode. That was not an easy episode for me to rewatch all these years later. Um, we dealt with a lot 
of social issues in the 70s. Mm -hmm. there, were, there, was, there was an incredible amount that was changing. And there was discussion. There were some really hard-hitting things. And they did a they did a, an incredible job back in, in, in the 70s. The most important one to me. The most important one to me came from MASH. There was one scene, there was one episode where they're in the OR and Hawkeye is talking with Father Mulcahy as he's working on stuff and he's just like, and I forget the exact quote, but it was something to the effect of asking uh, Father Mulcahy, who goes to hell? Well, sinners, naturally. Right. And in war, it's everybody, innocent and sinner alike. So of the two, war is worse than hell. Because anyone that goes to hell deserves to be there. And nobody deserves to be in the middle of a war. And I'm highly paraphrasing it. And even as a kid, for me, that would have been about eight years old for me, give or take. Seven, eight years, nine, maybe. That, even then, was something that kind of blew my head. And dealing with societal things now like this and and they were using the korean war as a, a, a tableau instead in in i should say in place of the vietnam war so you know just damn when you got people that know how to write so that people understand what's going on it's 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 an amazing thing Yeah, I mean, the cartoons in the 70s pretty much sucked compared to the golden age of Nickelodeon. But, uh, you know, most of the the weekly network programming that you had was really fantastic in the 70s. Some of it was. Well, let's let's remember, uh, 69 gave us arguably one of the best cartoons ever made, Scooby-Doo. Well, yeah, but. I mean, but if you go back and remember, you know, the seal, uh, what was it? Sydney Croft and, and whatever that did Edmund the Sea Monster and Land of the Lost and all that stuff. That stuff was just horrible. Yeah. It was, it was schlock. Admittedly. It was a lot of schlock. Yeah. It was a lot of schlock. You know, but as far as like the the TV programming block from like you know seven p.m. to eleven, and it didn't really matter whether it was ABC, NBC, or CBS. They all had good shows, and it was hard back then when you couldn't you know record shows to pick one because there were just so many. There was one. There was one that was absolutely a you have to watch it every time. ABC. Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. 
And admittedly, Schoolhouse Rock was, you know, all of three and a half, maybe four minutes because it was a song, really. But, I mean. Well, that was usually Saturday morning cartoons. It was. And then sometimes, I can't remember what the time slot was, uh, when they used to have the ABC after school specials. Those were pretty good, too. I never really watched those, but that's okay. That's yeah, okay. I would have those on when I was doing my homework and eating Doritos. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I completely missed over here, by the way. Uh, sorry, Steph. Uh, had said uh, North Carolina is GOP territory. Uh, the money is in Silicon Valley, which has a larger GDP than some countries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, California has a larger, larger economy than... All right, no, wait a minute. If I remember right, California has the ninth largest economy, I think. Eighth or ninth? If it were some country sure, but it's in the up world. There. Yeah. It's up there, though. Yeah, it's 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 pretty high up there. And that's For one why, thing is Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say, and and that that's what kills me. Whenever I hear the whole everything is crap over here in California, and I'm just like, um, how? No, it's not. How? I mean, housing's really expensive and, and cost of living, but they also have some nice places there. Yep. And one thing that I find interesting is with, you know, the aftermath of COVID and all of that, a lot of the people that had money that lived in Silicon Valley that are now working remotely, some of them have gone to other states and some of it is by design to there are some places now that are starting to turn more purpley in places rather than red because the influx of some of these people from California that works that still have those jobs, but that these people vote that that works. And I'm seeing people encourage other people to do the same thing. That, okay, we know that this area right here is, you know, reliably deep, deep, deep blue. So how about some of us go and head to some of these, you know, uh, more sparsely populated red places and flip some counties? Oh, I'm I'm totally on board. I'm all for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And. Okay. Again, down another bunny hole on this one. Is it three toes that I heard before was saying we should have a a cooling off period for Democrats moving into Republican areas where they should not be allowed to vote for like three years? She did. Yeah. That's probably why. You know, expressions like that should be disqualification just automatically. It it should be. It's against everything that democracy stands for and against everything that's enshrined in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. But they don't care. You know, like Oklahoma passing their abortion ban, you know, at conception, that's clearly unconstitutional, but they did it anyway. 
they're counting on Roe v. Wade being, you know, stricken down, but they're not even waiting to see if it's going to be. They're just doing it. And it's, if it were a matter of that, they had medical science on their side. But that, they don't. But they don't. It would be a different matter. But even with medical facts on the side of those who are saying, guys, no, and challenging it in the courts, there's a hard time of trying to get the courts to actually recognize these things because they're not they're not ruling on the side of factual evidence for whatever stupid reason. And it just blows my mind. Uh, oh, yeah. Backtracking a second. Uh, also mentioning Florida's drowning as the sea levels rise, which is possibly the best thing that could happen to it at the moment. Ah. Uh, yeah, about that. It is, and a lot of people move down there because they don't have any kind of a, a state income tax. But <laughs> how are they going to fund themselves if their tourism industry dies off and they end up getting flooded and they've got infrastructure problems? And yeah, they will become one of those quote unquote shitholder world countries i don't i don't know what to you know all it's going to take it, it's not even going to need global warming's uh rising sea levels to really really truly impact the hell out of that state all it's really going to take are a few more cat three cat four cat five hurricanes coming through washing the place over several times over and dumping so much water in there over a progressive amount of time, a couple of years, you know, five years for areas to simply be waterlogged and soaked out and mm -hmm. then invaded by other species areas. Now, because of the way that they are being reclassified as wetlands and protected and ergo, no, you can't go back in there and repave highways. You need to relocate all of your highways. So good luck on that. And it's just it's just gonna get in, encroached on, you know? Yep. But you know, what the hell do I know? I don't I don't know nothing about uh, about meteorology and, and such. I, I don't even know about space rocks, so you know, whatever. There's a there's a there's a science joke in there for people. Uh, one thing that I thought was kind of horrifying uh, is Texas is finally coming up with a sex ed program. Uh, it's about damn time, um, but you have to opt in rather than opt out. And the thing about Kids, I mean, you've had a kid, and your kid, you know, hopefully was more responsible than a lot of other kids. Uh, you know, you send paperwork home in the backpack to get signed, you know, permission slips and whatever. You know, you find things six months later in that backpack that you never saw. And I could see a lot of the paperwork for the opt-in thing to get lost or misplaced. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got all these kids that have no sex education training at all. None. Some of what they have gotten, if they happen to get it, is like a couple of people walking into a classroom with some latex gloves on with like the word STD written on ping pong balls or something and throwing them and saying, if you happen to catch the ball and you have a glove on, you're protected. And if you miss it, then you're not without even putting what they are on there. But that's about the extent of their, you know, education. Uh, At least now they're going to get some. But they've got, like, one of the highest teen pregnancy rates in the country for a reason. That would be the reason. And there were they were doing some interviews with, like, some grown women. And I'm not talking 18-year-olds. I'm talking people that are in 20s that should know better that had cited urination as one of their uh, preventing pregnancy tactics. And they thought that you urinated out of the same hole that you have sex in. Like, really? Oh. Uh, That's scary. Okay. They do not realize they have a urethra and a vagina and all that. Because they've never been taught. As a technicality. Uh Uh-huh. It is possible to have urethral penetration. As well, a technicality. I however, know, however, but that's however, not however, what however, they're meaning. However, however as, as uh, leaving that aside for a second, and I know some people right now are, are con- completely squicked out at this point. I'm sorry. Hurt. I'm, 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 ter- I'm terribly sorry. However, th- the way that you described it of, you know, ping pong balls with the word STD written on it and latex gloves and, and you throw it mm-hmm. out to everybody. Did did you catch it? I'm, I'm just picturing some smart ass just. Okay, okay, out now. And you know, spit it back out at them from from catching it in their mouth. I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've I've got that. I've got that image in my head right now, and that's not going to leave anytime soon. Well, it's it's just frightening to me that you have adults that don't even know anything about how pregnancy happens. No, I, I get you. And and when do we have to? apt out of math training when do we have to sorry sorry opt into math training when do we have to opt into um literature uh specifically for uh uh the canterbury tales when do we have to opt into romeo and juliet we mm, don't you don't have to opt into them those are those are being banned anyway so the kids will never even know that they exist right but the the point of the whole damn thing of it is if it's biological function a mm-hmm. scientific discipline why does it have to be opt in why because- why because it's Texas. They don't want to have to teach it at all. Aren't they the ones that least. went ahead and banned a whole bunch of math books because of critical race theory kind of that shit? Florida. That was Florida. Of course it was Florida. Yeah, but, you know, Texas, what little education that they have uh, is only the ping pong balls with the abstinence only and no biological explanations, diagrams, anything. They're, you know, not being taught. At least now, 
with them being able to opt in, which is best backwards. It should be opt out, but with them being able to opt in, at least they're able to opt into some actual education. There's... They're going to have like educators come in and show this is how this works. This is you know how your cycle works. This is what you need to do to not get pregnant. Here's a question then. But they can't say gay. <laughs> that won't be covered. Here's a question then. Oh, I love... I love the way that my brain works sometimes. Malicious compliance is not my middle name, but it should be. Follow this a second. After school clubs. Hold on, hold on. It's not going where you think. For anybody that does not know about it, there are clubs out there, especially in the rural areas, called 4-H. I'm wondering, because of course I would, I'm wondering if there could be, I don't know, 4-H clubs that could, uh, that could have students come around and, you know, right in the middle of breeding seasons, you know? You know, because it's just the natural part of life and animal husbandry and all. I'm not saying that the kids should be involved in milking stallions, which, yes, that's actually a thing I found. Did you know that a little a little vial for artificial insemination from some of these thoroughbreds can go for expensive doesn't even come close to it. I'm not going to tell you why I went looking this stuff up. I had my reasons, but holy balls, the amount, uh, no pun intended, the amount of money that you can, uh, I was going to say the amount of money you could blow through for something like this is probably a bad choice of words. J I mean, uh, okay, you know what? Mm. Just... You know, if, if kids need to learn about what sex, but not learn about human biology, you know what? There's plenty of other mammals out there that could learn about, preferably not dolphins. Please not dolphins. But, um, it's, it's, it's just, mm, not dolphins and not ducks. Why, why not ducks? Here, this is why. If Ew. that doesn't make any sense to you, congratulations, you are the lucky one. If you want to find out, uh, you can you can look up uh, Casual Geographic. Uh, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. I've been watching a whole bunch of Casual Geographic videos. Oh my god, he is so... F wow, he is so good at what he does. Well, I mean... Cats... Two that looks kind of painful. Then I know what you're talking about. I, mm, I'll just go ahead and say it: duck penis. Okay, yeah, that mm, I said it. That's 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 fine. That's fine. Um, it shouldn't get us an explicit tag. We should be fine. Yeah, 
yeah, uh, fine. Uh, kids, just remember, if it's painful, it might still be okay. Trust me, there, there, there are certain things that can still be okay. I could, of course, always explain, but, you know, you, um, I could, I, I'll, I'll be more than happy to answer questions later for anybody. We'll figure it out later. Rug burdens are bad. Uh, huh. you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna, uh, I'm just gonna stop right there because I could, um, Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's probably a really good idea. Uh, kids, don't play with palette wrap. Uh, I'm 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 gonna leave that right there. And just just leave it right there for right now. Well, in the medical field, things are about to get really super interesting. We should have things to talk about after hiatus is over. What you think is coming up? Oh, the 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 breathalyzer test for uh for C nineteen. Well, I mean, that's really cool, but uh, May 9th is supposed to be like a day of action. There's a bunch of nurses that work at Cedar sinai that are going on strike May 9th. Oh? Yeah. I did not know about this. Yeah, I found out about it this evening, and I'm like, oh, this ought to be good. Uh, you know, because they're, you know burned out from, you know, COVID and horrible working conditions Definitely. and uh, feeling like they can't work safely with, you know, and having to take shortcuts and things like that. So, yeah, May 9th, they're going on strike. Alrighty and, then. Yeah, and then there is a group of ER physicians that are based out of, I think the company that owns them is in Brentwood, Tennessee, but they uh, have a lot of ERs in uh, Dallas and some other states, um, but they're, they just filed a lawsuit <laughs> because, according to the lawsuit, they were forced to work while they were sick with COVID. They were told not to test people that came into the ER for COVID, even if they had symptoms, and did not take proper safety precautions because they were not allowed to. Oh, uh, fucking what? Yeah. I'll get you some links. <laughs> um, I had seen on Twitter that some of this was going on. Other physicians were reporting that they were not allowed to test and things. And this was like just a few months ago. So it wasn't like tests were not available. They were just discouraged. But yeah, they uh, have filed suit. Okay, hold on a second. If... You have tested positive, and you're a medical worker, mm -hmm. and you are compelled to return to work, and someone that you are in charge of contracts and dies from, ah, uh, Yeah, that's a problem. That's why they're suing. They were put in that position because now, wow. uh, you know, especially with the huge, you know, conglomerations, uh, doctors are now treated like employees. They're not physicians. They're employees. 
of these health systems. And health systems were the ones that said, you will go to work and do this and this, and you will not be allowed to do this and this and this. And so a group of ER physicians in Dallas said, oh, yeah, well, uh, here's a lawsuit because you made us work with unsafe conditions while we were sick with COVID and you would not let us test. And so, yeah. Now, of course, the corporation that, that owns that chain of hospitals is denying any wrongdoing, but the lawsuit has been filed. Well, I mean, they kind of kind of have to because otherwise. Well, yeah, but yeah, it came out. I don't know if it was April 28th or 29th when it was actually filed. Uh, but yeah, I was like, oh, oh, this ought to be good. And then found out about the strike with the nurses. And I went, oh, this has got to be good. Uh, things are about to go kablooey all over here. Can't imagine why. You know, <laughs> Stephanie's probably going to have uh, a, a little something to, to well, you know, Felix has already jumped in on it. There's a reason it's called the health industry. Uh, this mm -hmm. shit like this is an absolutely incredible argument for institutionalizing the medical system at as a much larger system, breaking it out of being simply a a profit-driven corporation and into a system that is a service. Yeah, this is all profit-driven, and most of it is either the CEOs that, that are in charge of the hospitals or the large payers like you know, Anthem and Blue Cross and Aetna and Cigna. Yeah, and, and the they're the ones that's making all the money. Uh, yeah. I, I forget how much it was that United Healthcare ended up making something like, it was like, I can't remember what it was. It was like $61 billion. It was a ridiculous amount of money, of money that they made, you know, uh, first quarter or something like that. Yet at the same time, they're being sued by, you know, some hospitals and things because, you know, they haven't paid tax claims timely or they're denying stuff arbitrarily uh, or they're supposed to be covering mental health benefits and finding reasons to not cover it. So because while they're making, they yeah. And so while they're sitting on this money that they're bringing in and paying it out to their shareholders, they're also being sued for not paying. Which is like we said earlier, that's yeah. exactly, I mean, we, we talked about it off the air, uh, that's to my way of thinking what an insurance company is supposed to be doing. People mm -hmm. put in, you get some overhead out of it, and you help the people that have paid into it. That's the way it's supposed to be in my head. But it's the way it used to be. It you know, you're right. You're right. I remember in the seventies that Blue Cross and Blue Shield was nonprofit. Yeah, and Felix is exactly right. Uh, we we don't have a we don't have a lot of time left, so let let's close with this one. Felix has said there is something wrong with the system when insurance companies can tell doctors what they can and cannot prescribe and treat. I am That's going right. to guardedly say you're seventy five percent correct. No, they are correct. 75% correct. The 25% that 
that I'm disagreeing with is insurance companies absolutely should have the ability to turn around and say, what you have diagnosed does not jibe with what this drug has been approved for. We will not cover it under this situation. Oh, yeah. Unless you can show that there is a reason why this should work out. And on a case-by-case basis, we will then cover or not cover, depending as to, or percentage-wise. And and that's how it works. I mean, you can get off-label approved with proper authorization if you have the documentation. And I can tell you that industry-wise, physicians and hospitals send documentation out the wazoo. Another thing that I found out um, is OIG released a report yesterday where some of these Medicare Advantage plans Mm -hmm. that are supposed to provide the same treatment that that the traditional Medicare does, um, but for a lower cost, got busted after an audit because there were things that Medicare would pay for as medically necessary without any question that they denied uh, authorization for or had arbitrarily decided it wasn't medically necessary and then claimed, well, we didn't have enough documentation proving it was. And when they were audited, uh, DHS said they had, you had more than adequate documentation to prove that this is medically necessary. So uh, you figure out how to stop doing this in the future. And in the meantime, you're going to pay, you know, these fines and you're going to pay out these claims that you were supposed to. They did like a 20% audit and found a whole bunch of shit. And it was from the Medicare Advantage payers like, you know, Anthem and United Healthcare and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a racket. Okay. So, the what I described is, hold on a second, the way that I described it, which was diagnosis, prescription, match, mm-hmm. covered, mm-hmm. diagnosis, prescription does not match, document, agree, disagree, percentage, payout. That's the way that I had always remembered it to have been reminding you that my memory of yeah. working in a drugstore goes back to, you know, the mid eighties and I was a high school. Yeah. Kid the way that the it works I... now is they'll say, well, you need a prior authorization for it, or you need to find a cheaper alternative or something like that. And then you, you know, send in the documentation that says, okay, they have this, this has been in a study. They've tried blah, blah, blah. It hasn't worked. And so we're doing this other thing. And, you know, if they can prove a, a reason for it, then yeah, it should be medically necessary. But you have these insurance companies now that even looking at their own medical guidelines where they say, we will make exceptions for this, 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 and this per our guidelines. And you can document out the wazoo that it fits these exact criteria and send them two or 300 pages of medical records. They will still find a reason to deny it, even after they have said that they have approved it and given you an authorization number. Yeah, I've, I've, I remember seeing that too. That, that happens all the time. And then they say you have one chance to appeal it and you send them as much documentation and proof as you possibly can. And then they just find somebody who just denies it for the hell of it. 
manually override that stuff and deny it and then go, oh, you used up your appeal attempt. You only get one shot. Sucks to be you. They pull that all the time. And it only gets worse. And Stephanie's pointed out, our NHS is being destroyed by the government. The Tories voted against it, being funded, and have worked ever since to destroy it. Yep. Well, Australia's trying to do the same thing, and they had their, you know, their government that was trying to push to base their medicine on our model. And I'm like, why the hell would you want to do that? Our model is not what you want. No. No, it's not. It's not. Most of our GPs now that are family practitioners and things, they're lucky if they make, you know, 120, 130,000 a year. That's why nobody becomes, you know, family practice anymore because it doesn't pay that much and there's so much administrative burden it's not worth it so you got doctors that are quitting and going you know if i have 15 minutes scheduled with the patient i don't want to spend 10 minutes doing paperwork and stuff i want to see my patient used to be man yeah and they're penalized if they don't have so many patients come in, you know, so many times a day. Uh, these corporations that hire them now and the insurance companies will uh, find them or penalize them, you know, 20% of their payment or whatever. We're not getting people in and out and in and out. It's crazy. I wouldn't practice either. You know, every once in a while, there is the question. Well, all right. The one of the questions was always, you know, if you had one wish, would it what would it be? And I've I've always traditionally blown people's minds by by saying el- eliminating forever uh, willful ignorance. But you know what? If it ever came down to the the question of what would you do with a billion dollars? I would create a medical system that was run on the old model. You're cared for. You pay into the system. You're covered. Mm-hmm. Is there a profit that is made? The amount of the profit should never exceed one fiscal year's worth of revenue so that if something should ever happen, once you reach that plateau, that's it. Everything else goes back into the system, period. End of story, done. I should. But... Anyway, we'll talk about the story good stuff when we come back in yeah. June. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that's going to play out. I just know that May 9th had been tossed around as a date for a while uh, in the Twitterverse amongst you know healthcare workers and nurses and the like. And apparently, yeah, May 9th is the day of action. And then Cedar sinai is definitely participating. Their nurses are like, yep, we're, we're on strike. <laughs> Can't wait to see what happens with all this. this is I don't know if it's going to be one day, a week, a month, or whatever, but their union, um, you know, already put in notice and said, yep, 
going on strike that day because we're you know tired of being you know sued and treated horribly and you know putting patients in dangerous situations and things and we're done. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna close off with this really quickly, and and then I'll give you uh, whatever piece you want to do. Um, the reason why for me the idea of a business should have a cash on hand profit. Follow me a second. A cash on hand profit, which is effectively an amount of money that sits in a bathtub the quote-unquote rainy day fund, shall we say, should never exceed one year's revenue in order to make sure that should anything catastrophic happen to the company or the industry as a whole, it still has a buffer to save itself so that Mm -hmm. it has always got. And yes, it could be considered an exorbitant amount of money depending as to how much money that actually is. But the rest of the money goes to the area where it's needed. The people that are actually doing the goddamn jobs, which means doctors, nurses, especially nurses, staff of all kind, maybe the coders, maybe the people who work in a records room, if those things even goddamn exist anymore, or alternatively, the IT department, because Lord knows they could use a little bit of a little nice every once in a while. And on top of everything else, let's not forget, they're maintenance workers. There are administrators of all kind. There are people who operate these things up and down the board, and they could use good quality paying jobs without having to worry every time, am I going to get screwed over the next time my paycheck comes? This model to me comes out of my knowledge of old time radio. This doesn't sound like it comes together, but believe it or not, it really does. Back in the late 30s and early 40s, I know this from having listened to Jack Benny and such because I did research. After a certain amount of money that you earned back in the day, your taxes on your income went upwards of 75, 80, 90 percent if you were earning way, way up there after a certain point on a graduated scale. The people that were earning so much that they were taxed 95% on an amount that they earned was as if, as an example, if you earned a hundred thousand dollars, reminding you, you know, like 1939, and up you were taxed exorbitantly on that amount of money that you earned because did you really need to live on over a hundred thousand dollars in 1939? The answer is fuck no. If the point of it is to try to make sure that everybody is able to be taken care of because we can do that, then the people who have the most, those that have the most, are in the best position to bring others up. The idea of send down the elevator is not an idea lost on me. 
I still believe in it. I still believe it should be that way, even though there are a whole bunch of people that lived up through the 80s of the greed is good mentality. As far as I'm concerned, all of you that still believe in that, fuck you in your ear, out your nose again, and maybe, just maybe, we'll be lucky enough that you'll end up dead from overuse of cocaine like you wanted to because of all the stuff that you grew up with. I want stuff to work, but I'm just one yeah. person the hell do I know? I have to have to issue a correction because I misspoke. It wasn't uh, it wasn't Dallas. It was Houston. Sorry, my bad about the physicians. Fair enough. Just want to correct that. Fair enough. Uh, and before you get your chance over here, uh, Stephanie's pointing out NHS costs uh, fifty six billion pounds per year. Uh, that's just the staff cost. Actual cost hundred and thirty six. I'm rounding billion for 2122 and half the cost of the US quote unquote health service by comparison. Yeah. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. So where would you like to uh end off before we close it up the gates for the time being? Hmm. Oh gosh. I'm not I'm not sure. We've covered so many uh, goddamn topics tonight. I mean, I, I don't even I don't even know what 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 piece you would want to have your last railing on. I don't know. I'm not going to rail. I'm just going to tell everybody that you know, um, still try to be safe. Practice, you know, it's uh, social distancing. Wear a mask. Um, COVID is not done with us. We may be done with it but it is not done with us and you know I, I don't know I mean my area is not that bad right now but you know numbers in New York are ticking back up got several counties now that are in the high infection rate zone um, you know so do wear a mask and the latest CDC figures that have come out is with this last Omicron wave, most of the people that have died have been elderly again, just like at the beginning. And yeah, it's still killing people that haven't had a vaccine, but it's even taking out the elderly that have had vaccinations if they haven't gotten their boosters or their fourth booster. So it's it's still here. Because, uh, you know, it used to be a, a series of two shots and then a booster. You know, now they're recommending a second booster if you're immunocompromised, elderly, you know, over the age of 50. Um, you know, if you haven't gotten your booster, get a booster if you're over 50. Meaning, in my case, second booster. Because I'm 53. Yeah, yeah if, it, if it's been like four or five months, you know, since your booster, yeah, go get it. You'll need it. Fair enough. You know, FDA has approved it. Um but they're finding, you know, that people who've only had two, possibly three, are still being taken out if they're elderly. And that, you know, again, it's targeting the, the elderly and the immunocompromised the hardest like it did before. But they set it up to 
percent of the deaths that they've had in this last wave have been the elderly. So it's right. The last time that I checked, Omicron has 70 subvariants. So, uh, yeah, lots of petri dishes walking around out there, you know, that may have multiple variants at one time. Uh, just, you know, uh, practice hygiene, wear a mask, um, even if people look at you funny, because we want you to be here when we're back in a month. Yeah, that's, yeah, the the second booster I did not know about, so thank you. Uh, You're welcome. I'll have, to, I'll have to see about that in the meantime. Yeah, I scheduled my appointment for next Friday, so uh, yeah, they're saying that, you know, if you've been out for it for you know for a while you know that the protection does wane over time which is why it's hitting the elderly again so hard because they don't build up as, as strong a, a response anyway because they're elderly yeah yeah and i didn't see that report until today about the statistic rates and the mortality so that's why i'm mentioning it i appreciate it all right. So we're going to go ahead and uh, call it a night for now, everybody. Of course, as always, thank you very much for being with us. Hope that you had uh, had fun with us. Uh, got something to think about for the, well, actually for the month ahead of y'all. So thank you. Um, Stephanie and Felis, guys, thank you. Seriously and truly thank you. Um I, for whatever reason, earlier today, I was thinking, uh, I was actually thinking, believe it or not, you know, uh, should I even bother coming back? Should, should we even continue? And I have to, every once in a while, remind myself, you know, it's not just me that's here and, and listening and talking and, and going through stuff. There is value in what I do and in what we do and just you guys just being there means a lot so just thank you bridget seeing as how i don't have anybody else to uh, uh give you a a timing into um is there anybody in particular that you'd like to go ahead and give a, a big hearty f you to other than you know almost everybody because they deserve <laughs> it uh, every single member in the Sedition Caucus and or the Freedom Caucus or whatever the hell you want to call yourself, go fuck yourselves. I'm on board there. Oh yeah, and uh, I'll give I'll give one extra one uh, to the Supreme Court of these United States of America. The vast majority of you can go fuck yourselves too. You're making this whole thing a travesty. You're an idiot. Oh, and Justice Thomas in particular. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Any case. We will be back. If Rand Paul, leave Fauci alone. Oh, God, yeah. 
And any of these people who keep who who keep saying that um, people who don't agree with you should be lined up at a wall and shot, yeah, the whole bunch of you should be prosecuted for terroristic threats. But that's just me. We'll be back in a month. This is not going to be a fun time off for me. It has been 17 years that I've been without my wife. She should have been, she should have been 52 years with me. She should have been 52 years old with me. And there is not a day goes by. I don't think about her usually in some kind of naughty way, but you know, that's just kind of the way that we were. I'm not going to give you the, the grandiose. Don't forget to love the people that you're with because I can't, I'm not going to give you anything bold. I'm going to give you just one very simple and hard to argue with last item. Fuck cancer. It's as simple as that. It doesn't care who you are, where you're from, how much money you make, what the color of your skin is, what language you speak. Fuck cancer. There's simply no two ways about it. I can't tell you what that cancer killed without including a good part of me. Please know we'll be back. A little time off, a little computer time, but we'll be here for you. We will keep being here for you. And for those of you that are listening from the podcast version, thank you for believing in us. Thank you for paying attention to us. And we'll be very much looking forward to being back for you. Hopefully, I'll have a little bit more energy to finish off with at that point. So until a month from now, or at least as far as the recording is concerned, I don't know when it's going to go out on, on the podcast feed. So you do it for yourself. May we're out of here, but we'll see you back in June. So until that point, as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And Fujin, it is 17 years and counting, almost. I am still in love. Matane Fujin. I love you, I miss you, dream of me. 
until next month and the next time we're together, everyone. As always, for now. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening. <laughs>